0: Welcome crew to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast where we take a member of the Channel 3 community, discuss three games of their choosing, some honorable mentions, and go through some other odds and ends to have a nice all-around video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, with me as always, El Ray.
1: Special guest, this is almost... Oh wait, almost- Rey, Rey,
0: start over again, sorry, hang on, go ahead.
1: Hey everybody, today we've got a special guest. This is almost like a behind-the-scenes episode because our guest is someone that a bunch of you interact with every single day he is the creator the designer the the one that's putting in the questions every morning
0: (laughs) <laughs> I'm leaving this,
1: Ray. This isn't getting cut
0: because so, Jube insisted on not being outdone by Lion. The Lion's over there doing the gritty. Jube gets up and starts flossing in the sorry, middle of Ray's introduction.
1: Jube has continued the dance moves. He is the creator of the trivia game on Channel 3. He is C3.gg slash Jube. Hey, Jube. Say hi to everybody.
2: Hey, hello. Happy to be here. A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, and... Uh, yeah, I love, love the show and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks.
1: And I think now that you've that you done your your dance move during my introduction, uh, at, at this point I think we've set a precedent that anyone going forward will have to dance as I'm speaking, and I will have to try and continue speaking while the dance is going on. This I mean it it's happened now, and I'll, I'm going to be upset at anybody that doesn't do it going forward. It sounded like a requirement, so yeah, I, I just went for
0: it. Yeah, Ray, I was not I was looking at the camera, I should say. I was not looking at my notes at that time because normally, you know, I keep kind of the camera off to the side here. I've got the webcam in front me so i can see but nope nope that was uh i was i was fully at attention for that nicely done Joob. <laughs>
2: appreciate it thank you I, I practiced that one with my nine-year-old so yeah we got it down
0: Alright, let's get into the games though. So we didn't give any kind of requirements for the list. We said give us three games, and you started off with game number one here, Chrono Trigger, right into my heart. 4.6 rated on channel three. It's on every list that we've got, which I, I think as I kind of look through the list, I might have an idea of what you're doing here, but I'm curious to see if uh if I'm on track or not. We've got Rushmore, we've got favorites, and we've got original soundtrack lists. But why uh so how'd Chrono Trigger lead the pack off for you here? Uh
2: this was just, you know, one of the best games of all. All time and one of my favorites always like you said it's it's just up there on every list for so many g- great reasons i'm a huge jrpg guy um i know i probably talked to you guys about this a bit so um i by the time Trigger came out i was playing final fantasy i was playing dragon quest i was uh you know probably about 10 or 11 i think when this came out and uh just getting my hands on every rpg i <laughs> Something about just gaining experience, just you, you get a little number and then the, it becomes a bigger number and you, the numbers just keep going up. Uh, you get stronger as you go and uh, you know, you save the world. I, it just appealed to me. I love it. So yeah, Chrono Trigger, I learned about it from Nintendo Power. I remember reading that they had the, the dream team of, Developers working on it, and um, that included the uh, the founder of Final Fantasy and the the creator of the Dr- Dragon Quest series, and then Akira Toriyama, who's the uh, the artist for Dr- Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. So at, at the time, uh, Final Fantasy and, and Dragon Quest were by Square and Enix, separate companies. You know, much later merged into Square Enix, and now it's all all one family. But yeah, at the time, I was like, whoa. These two series, like just coming together with these, uh, the creators to create something magical and it, it paid off. Yeah. It was just. An awesome game to play. I think uh, at most of the RPGs I played at that point were were turn-based, and then this brought a little bit more action to it, where you got to pick your moves a little more quickly, as you've got enemies enemies attacking you as they're attack as uh, you're attacking them. And then the tech system in the battle was really cool. You had uh, each character had special moves that they could do on the enemies, and uh, but then you could team up with some of your your Uh, teammates to do double techs and triple techs just for for way more damage and it was really cool just like discovering those along the way you didn't know that those were coming and uh suddenly it'll announce in a battle oh you learned this double tech like whoa okay i'm gonna go try that next
0: Yeah, you know, this was the peak of Square had just such a hot run, and Enix had such a hot run on the Super Nintendo. This felt like an inevitability to me. And the funny part, too, is now looking back and finding out exactly how much Japan was keeping from us on the JRPG front, like, there was so much stuff that, like, oh, yeah, like, Live Alive, oh, you could have gotten this in the 90s, but we said, no, see, you can come get it on the Switch now, but this was one of those games, I remember whatever, it wasn't GameStop at the time, but I remember going in to get it, and like it was an extra 20 bucks getting a hold of this thing like they raked you over the coals uh, trying to get a hold of this there was so much build up for
2: it. I I remember that higher price point now that you said it I think I picked it up at Toys R Us Um, yeah but it was a a massive game at the time Um, I remember one thing I really loved about it is that you know you've got this huge story and you go through all these different uh, beautiful areas like Zeal the floating continent and uh, you go travel through time to the uh, prehistoric area and then um, what's great is after all of that there's still a ton of like post-game content um uh, there's all these end game quests you can do to get like the best weapon in in, in the game for chrono for frog and uh, rainbow
0: armor rainbow weapons. sword get that rainbow shell yep
2: Masamune. yeah and just little bits of culture that were sprinkled into uh you remember that magus's henchmen were named ozzy slash and flee yeah, that, that was cool so just all around great game and and uh and then I went back and played it on New Game Plus right at the end. It, 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 you got to uh, keep all your good armor and abilities and just play through again. I'm like, of course I'll do that. This, this game's amazing.
0: So I have to ask you, so there are 15 endings to the game, and what I, I believe is the hardest one, I, I did pull off Humble brag, but did you pull off the solo chrono right at the beginning of the game, just run up and take on Lavos? I sure did, yep. My man. That
2: was, that was tough, but had to do it. Yeah, those multiple endings were mind blowing too at the time. I mean, you, you get that all the time these days, but yeah, the fifteen endings was uh, was something else. So I, I went through. I don't think I got all of them, but I got a good chunk of them.
1: So I'm waiting for the day because this, this might be the second time we've talked about Chrono Trigger. I'm waiting for the day if someone comes on and says they got all fifteen endings, Dan. Because Dan, did you didn't get them either, right? I. You know what? I, I
0: know I didn't, but. If I get... I You know, I think I have it on the, the PlayStation 3. I want to say it's on there. I got to crack that. I got to boot the old girl back up here and just start taking a run at it and just check them off. But the thing is, too, like, there's this history because it all depends on who's in your party because I, I, like, I don't want to spoil things because I, I sincerely want people to find this game and play it if you have any interest in RPGs whatsoever. But depending on characters in your party, depending on what period of time you finish the game, all the different things can happen. Like you can, it, It's hard to get the same ending twice, frankly, short of going through and completing the entire game. But when you get into that new game plus, and like Jude mentioned, you get to carry everything over, including the ability to like, hey, you can fight Lavos whenever you want now. It, the amount of ending options there are it feels like 15 was a low number, but that's that's what it's got. Uh, it's worth cracking every one of them open. It was fulfilling every time.
2: Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's been too long. I've, I probably haven't touched the game in 15 years or so, but it, so I'm overdue for it. And uh, that sounds like a challenge, you know. If you need people to go out there and start to get the 15 endings, <laughs> maybe give them a little more than a week. But uh, I'll
0: do I'll do better with that I, I than mean- I. I'll do better with that than Hades. Oh, that was a fun one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, so we're going to jump to the second game on the list here, which almost seems out of place with the rest of the list but I think people are going to expect a version of this to show up. It's Mario Kart 64 which is has a 4.6 rating on Channel 3 and it's on multiple lists it's on the favorites list on the rushmore list on the nostalgia list. Why this version of Mario Kart for you? Yeah, so
2: like you said, probably expected that I'm picking Mario Kart. And that's how I mainly connect with Channel 3 and the damn Gaming before that. Uh that's how I met you guys and uh I just I love the series. It's been a part of my life and so I had to zero in on 64 for a few reasons one in response to uh a younger uh channel 3 crew member throwing some shade at the game <laughs> yeah i thought well, now's a good time to throw to uh show it some love that, that it deserves because uh you know we may be the old men that play this but we we love it it's so good <laughs> so mario kart 64 was the first uh, Mario Kart game I owned. I just rented the original uh, a few times before that. But yeah, it's uh, I have a lot of fond memories. Uh, I have two brothers, and we played tons and tons and tons of hours uh, multiplayer Mario Kart 64. That, that, that's the first four-player multiplayer game I remember playing with with both of them uh, together. So yeah, we we had a lot of good times. And then so I have three stories about this game. Number one, in Nintendo Power. There was a contest where you could, I think it was called Mario Circuit. One of the courses, uh, they had you do time trials, and you had to get a time of under a minute and a half, take a picture of it, get that picture developed because, you know, this was the 90s, and then go mail it in, and if that, then you were entered into a raffle and out of those people they picked a thousand to win a gold nintendo 64 controller and i didn't hear anything for a while and then a couple months later i just got one in the mail and it was the most special prize i've ever won from anything It was really cool
0: just knowing that you won that is the most special prize anybody's ever won to me and i remember you posted the card on channel three when we asked like hey what's the most unique gaming item you own and sure enough you post the winning card i don't know how you left the controller at your parents house i would have that thing enshrined in a glass case take it to michael's or something like that get a shadow box just custom built for that thing and mount it somewhere special
2: yeah i was a dumb kid and i just kept using it and uh probably wore it down a little too much as a kid but it, it does still work i know that and uh I, you're right i absolutely now the collector side of me has come out and I, I think i gotta grab that i gotta go go frame that or something so so that's story number one so story number two uh like i said i played this with my brothers a bunch and uh we go late into the night, just playing and just screaming at each other. Like this is this is how we solved arguments in the Mahalik house. We uh, we we just uh, <laughs> would be yeah, take take it to the streets and, and resolve the conflict there. Um, so I remember one particular time we had uh, my brother's friend was over, so we were playing four player and it was probably two in the morning. We we're screaming no no as i getting hit by shells and whatnot, and my dad comes downstairs. He was. You know, fast asleep at the time. He comes downstairs and stomping down. And,
0: right, Jude, Jude, I don't. I got a sensor button ready for the edit process, but I just want to just gonna put that out there. Go ahead. Okay,
2: okay. Oh, you guys get way too damn loud. You gotta, you gotta take it down. Keep it down. Come on, I'm trying to sleep here. But His eyes are completely closed, so he's yelling at the coat rack. <laughs> and yeah, it was just we, we all start bursting and laugh, and then that's that's something that we just uh, a, a story that comes up every now and then. <laughs>
0: Do you ever ask him if his favorite kid is the coat rack or no?
1: Oh no, yeah, that's a, that's a question I need to ask. <laughs> so where's where's story number three now? So we we have we have the winning controller. We have playing way too late. So where's story number three about Mario Kart? All
2: right, story number three is. Mario Kart 64 had uh, a renaissance for me in college. Uh, Double Dash was out at the time, but I still just brought my N64 with me and played with roommates. It just was a a great party machine then. So uh, we played a lot of 64, and I remember there was a girl I liked, and I, you know, used the one move I had, which was to say, hey, why don't you come over and mario kart with me or, or you can just watch me play mario kart if you want yeah uh so the, that was the, the one move um uh, you know not maybe not the best move but
1: it's a strong move <laughs>
2: it's a power move so uh anyway i invited over and uh we we did play some mario kart and uh we've been married for 13 years now so worked out okay but uh when we were engaged uh I remember we were going through all the uh hoopla of selecting you know uh dj and venue and all that that you do for a, for a pretty traditional wedding and uh and we had to pick out the cake and i think i saw on reddit somebody posted a picture of their uh mario kart themed cake and i so i took a screenshot i sent it to my wife i was like ha! look there we go it's our winning cake but i had signed off a while ago on that i just said you know You pick what you want, as long as it's tasty. You know, she really had the strong opinions about a lot of the things that went into our wedding. So, yeah, fast forward another year or so to the wedding, and we walk into the reception ceremony, and I walk out there, and uh, I'm just kind of dazed. And she's like, do you see it? I'm like, what? And I look, and there's this Mario Kart cake, wedding cake, right in front of me. So she said she was going to pick uh, some pink cake with silver on it those were the two colors at our wedding and uh what instead she had surprised me with this mario kart cake she had my younger brother design it uh he's an artist so uh he picked out a few different levels from uh 64 from double dash and uh yeah just uh made this amazing cake i'm shocked that i haven't shared it with you guys yet with the with with the crew but i will be making a post with pictures i'll back it up We'll see it. So uh, just a huge surprise and shout out to my awesome wife for, for putting that together.
0: Yeah, I'm going to need that picture sent to me so that uh, the 27th or the day before the episode drops, I can get a picture of that cake posted just as just as a little tease for what's to come.
1: Ooh, a little tease. Yeah, yeah, I like it. We're going to have that that's that's success story it needs, needs to be shared everywhere for for gamers to know you you can play video games and find love like, it, let me tell you that, that's got to be something that that people need to know about it needs to be posted everywhere possible just to give hope give hope to the to the young gamers out there that you can do it that wasn't right? how <laughs> i thought that story was going to end <laughs> Let me tell you, I mean, that was a full circle come play come play some mario kart and then one day i mean then one day we'll have a cake to commemorate the mario kart that is that is an amazing story i never saw it happening that way but yeah it was it was great it was a perfect ending and so now we'll move on to game three which is the xenoblade chronicles 4.0 average on the site uh it is on your best soundtrack list it is also on two people's abandoned lists so tell us you know what where's the love for this game you know is there do you think there's a reason anybody should would abandon this game or why why it would happen tell us all about it
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, huge JRPG, guy. So I got into um, the Xenoblade series um, with Xenoblade Chronicles 1. Uh, I've played all of them at this point except for three. That's been out for a couple of months now. It's just too much in my backlog to, to catch that. But. but I decided the first one because uh, i played it on the wii it's been re-released a couple of times now um and uh yeah it was just uh an awesome sprawling game i called it uh, like a single player mmo really like there's just huge areas endless uh different side quests you could do and yeah, it was i i loved exploring all the the large open world areas the uh the setting of it was really unique It uh, took place on... uh, There's these two giant titans. One's called the Bionis, which is like... uh, It's got a whole bunch of grass and trees and things that are alive on it. And then one's called the and it's all mechanical, more of a robot. The story was the two of them were in a, a massive fight, and then eventually... They just had a stalemate and swords crossed they just froze in time and then things started growing on them and so you are a human living on bionis and you would just the whole game takes place on these two so i'm like i gotta see what that's about and then uh you you start the game and you get this mythical sword called the monado and uh like whoa like where is this from what's the deal with this why do i have this and things just kick into gear right away so this this story is awesome Uh, i'm not going to spoil anything but uh definitely worth playing through to the end so to those people that abandoned it i fully recommend you pick it up i hear it's even better on the the switch re-release but uh just yeah awesome awesome story awesome action gameplay uh Yeah, it's on my top soundtrack list, because the music's great. The music suits all the environments well. I know early on in the game, you get to, I think it's called Guar Plains, and the music just ratchets up, and you're like, okay, let's go. Yeah, this this is great. It's, it's it's a ton of fun It just you, it takes a lot of hours to get through, but it's it's well worth.
0: It. So two things I will say, Ray and I just kind of shaking our heads through the everything it hits in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Like yep, yep, we got all that, all the lore from Super Smash Brothers for sure. But I, I am here to admit that I am one of the abandoned lists. First of all, and part of the reason for that is, and I've heard by three, it's especially this way. Like there's there's like an hour long cutscene by the time you get to three. It's not a good game for just kind of picking up. That that was my problem. That like. Like I couldn't just pick up, play a half hour, and get back down. Like it is a, it's a time commitment of a game, and I can't wait to play it. I want to. It's not that I don't want to play it. That's not why I abandoned you. Jube. I promise you, I didn't abandon it because I didn't like it. It's just, a, it's a time crunch for for that one. So, I, and be warned. I've heard that for three. I've heard, especially when you get to the end, there's there's a cutscene that, no exaggeration, takes at least forty five minutes just to just to get through the cutscene of that thing
2: that is true that is true and i remember uh this was the same team that the gears back in uh on the playstation and they were just as guilty of it then but you know now there's that, anything that
0: wrong be... with that nothing wrong with the cutscene uh, <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah it's a time commitment for sure but uh i would i'll advise you to carve out some time for it, it it's it's incredible
1: is there a big jump do you think from like from Chronicles 1 to Chronicles 2 in the gameplay? Does it feel like it's just is it more of the same? Do you feel like they made changes that really make it worth the sequel?
2: So, here's how I kind of classify the different Xenoblade games. So, I think the first one, it started everything, but it had the best story. It just really caught me. you get that Monado and it just goes right from the it's just with a bang from the beginning. Then there was actually Chronicles X came out for the Wii U. Still a Xenoblade Chronicles game, but different kind of story. Um, and that one, I think the story was pretty weak on that, but they, they changed some aspects of the battles to keep it fresh. Uh, but really what shined on that game was the, the open world. It was just massive. It was like six times the size of Breath of the Wild. And, and it, was, it was just incredibly huge. So... I may have completely made up that number of how big it was uh, in compared to Breath of the Wild, but I, I swear to you, it was big. So that was great. And then uh, Chronicles Two you know, uh, did actually have a lot more in common with uh, with one than X did. And uh, that did battles a lot better, so the battle system got much deeper, which I know turned a lot of people off. Um, there was a lot to learn. You really have to like watch all the tutorials there to really get out the nuances of it. And um, I had I had to go back and watch some of it just to figure out some of the hard stuff. But once you get it, once it clicks, you're like oh wow, this is there's a lot to this, and it's uh, it's it's really fun and really rewarding to get through some of these battles. Yeah, another cool part of the series too. Uh, going back to the first one is you see enemies with uh, a wide range of different levels as you go around like the there's a little thing floating above over their head so you get to that open area you see level one level two and then there's this level 90 guy it's just sitting there it's a giant ape and uh he will just wreck you immediately i think every single game in the series has that where they have uh, right in the opening area, just this massive beast. beast and uh, in the later games, it actually chases you. So you, you have to be careful where you're it, traversing. If you get in its uh, it, too close in its area, then it'll attack you. But it is so satisfying when you are powered up, when you're that level 90 guy and you come back there. You're like, I'm ready. Let's go. And you take out that huge guy.
0: So, Ju, before we jump into the honorable mentions, I had to say, I had a little asterisk set aside for myself here. I wasn't sure if these were all going to be better best soundtrack games because all three of them happen to be on best soundtrack list for you which again just a coincidence but it's like oh is he gonna is he gonna curate some soundtrack games here for us but now you're just you're pulling out three uh three mount rush for three goats for us here and i kind of love it
2: I, I think this goes to show that just the soundtrack goes a long way for me when that quest came up asking do you listen to the game soundtrack or do you listen to just other music while you play yeah i, I was shocked that other people listen to anything other than the game music because
1: i uh, hey, listen,
0: when I'm, when I'm grinding the RPG, that's usually when it comes out. But Ray's gotten me hooked on the Ori soundtrack that that's taken over a lot of time for just background music for me. Thanks a lot, Ray. Appreciate that. All sincerity. Hey, you all gameplay that? music.
1: Yeah, gameplay you write, music. I, I'm perfect. with you. I'm with you, Drew. Gameplay music. I mean, they, they put it there for a reason, Especially especially when they put thought into it when they put thought into it and the music is part of the game i just this i mean i can't i can barely play a game without being able to really hear the sound effects or whatever reason you know any any hit or anything like that i feel like you need you just needed to play it correctly
0: you yeah, all, right, all two, right. all 200 murders of ori have gone to a beautiful soundtrack that's uh appreciated <laughs> right <laughs> alright well speaking of soundtracks let's go back to those honorable mentions start off with one that's on the honorable mention list R- Mount Rushmore's favorites so you name a list that's on there what I think is the peak of Metroid if you were to ask me 4.7 rated Super Metroid
2: I agree with you it is the peak of Metroid uh, this I've, I've played through just about every Metroid game up up through Dread uh, I think I missed the couple on the ds that they had but there was yeah super metroid is probably my most replayed game ever i I just never get tired of it i'll replay it at least once every year or two and earlier before kids when i had more time i'd play it more often than that yeah just super fun to go out there and explore and and even though i know what to do i uh, i love getting the power-ups and getting opening up new areas as you get new abilities and great time I know it's a big speedrunning game now, too, because um, uh, back when the game was new, you uh, you got rewarded by playing the game early, or by playing the game quickly, because uh, if you, right at the end, at the end credits, it'll show Samus there in her full armor, and if you beat it somewhat quickly, it she takes her helmet off, and then if you beat it really quickly, she just goes into... Regular, regular clothes, I think. She takes all the armor off, and yeah, right. As, as kids, you're like, oh, okay. It's cool. <laughs> then, it, yeah, it became a, a really popular uh, speed running game. Just see how quickly you can get through. I I, I love watching speed runs of it. It's, I, I, I've never really tried to go through it super fast myself. I, I think probably three or four hours is the fastest I've done it, but uh, it was... Yeah, people can do it less than an hour no problem if you watch uh, streamers on Twitch, so
1: the next game i want to mention is one of the newest games to come out actually it's newer it's newer than one of the newest games on channel 3 and that's it's splatoon 3 i'll just say this i i don't think i knew that splatoon 1 existed and then i heard 2 and i said well there's a second one i, I guess it was the first one at some point but 3 i feel like has really taken over like a lot more people are enjoying 3 than ever so what's been your experience with 3
2: this is another one where i own the other games in the series and i just had to pick one all my other games So wait wait you
0: pick. had a you actually had a wii u uh,
2: yeah, yeah i still have it You know, yeah <laughs> it's a great system yep I, I had splatoon on the wii u and uh splatoon 2 was one of my early pickups for the switch but the game is I, i'm not much of a guy of uh for shooters I, i'm just terrible at them i can't do call of duty i uh just get wrecked right away so this um but i like games that are um a little more unique experience, uh, you know. You throw in a little fantasy setting with uh, a shooting game like Bioshock and some RPG elements, and then okay, I'm I'm in. And then there's this Splatoon, which is just such a Nintendo game. It's so quirky and uh, and it's ton of fun. I, I loved uh, the mechanic of you know you 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 shoot your ink and then you can swim fast through it and uh, swim up walls to get to different vantage points for uh, from it. So I gave it a shot, and uh, yeah, I had fun, and uh, I was doing pretty well at first. Then I kind of dropped off, and then once I came back, I'm like, okay, I'm getting house every single match. Everybody's so good at this. So uh, in in one and two, I just I mostly played for the single player camp campaign at that point, which I enjoyed, but never really got good at multiplayer. So with three one i wanted to you know pick up more recent games all my other games are 15 to 30 years old but it's been a lot of fun playing it with uh, with my son he was the one who really wanted it and uh, ended up buying it with his money. I, I chipped in a little bit. We've each played through the single-player campaign and, uh, yeah, just kind of comparing notes with him about which gun works against what and what, 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 what we like. It's It's been a really fun journey. But I also got to give a shout-out to my uh, my Channel 3 Splatoon crew, Ganon Slayer, Froggy, JPEG Mario, and Tootsleroo. Yeah, we've been playing together, so that's been another part that really made Splatoon 3 better for me is I actually have people i know that i play with i was just played with random people in the other two so yeah it's been a been a great time
1: so i was gonna ask what you know what's been the what's the biggest jump from splatoon 2 to splatoon 3 is it just you personally playing more multiplayer is there is there an aspect to the game that's really gotten better
2: i think for me it's just me personally playing it more um I've been able to, to improve my skills more, uh, you know, I, I got some great tips from, from Ganon Slayer, who's uh, incredibly good at the game. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's been able to uh, level me up at it. And uh, the, the single player campaign though, is it gets bigger each game and so this one was a uh, pretty big change in it and uh, it was a lot of fun to play through.
1: Alright, so we're gonna to get to the last album mention here and you know there's no surprise we have to talk about it. Uh it's trivia. The game the game that you created, the game that you continue to improve upon and build and add the questions. So I mean I'll just kinda of let you talk about it. How'd you how'd you come up with the idea? I, I don't know a whole lot of the background of this, other than Joel said one day, hey Jew's putting this game together and it's gonna be and it's gonna be in the next season. So kinda of tell us the story of how that all came to be. Uh
2: well, so I, I, I mentioned to you guys earlier, I'm a web developer. And so, uh, when Joel announced Channel Three to the world, I was like, "Wow, okay." I, like, I knew he was in uh, a data scientist background, but I didn't know that he had all this programming background too. So, um, so I mes- messaged him and was you know asking those nerdy questions: What's the programming language? Yeah, what what kind of uh, UI are you using here? And then like. At one point, I, uh, I said, "Oh yeah, yesterday I noticed the site improvement or the site performance was uh, a lot faster." Like, what did what you what you, what'd you do there? And so we just got to talk and talk and shop. And then eventually he mentioned he was looking for development help. I said, "Well, if you're looking for like uh, building an app, I'm not really an app builder. I do just more on the website." But he said, "Well, okay, there might be something on the website that I can chunk off and and let you run with." So that's where he told me about the mini games. At this point, we—I think you guys were already piloting Enhance and Target—and uh, so I, I, I do give Joel, Joel actually most of the credit for trivia. He had that in his brain, and he just said, "Let's let's make a trivia game. See what you can come up with." So I made a little proof of concept, sent it to him, and it was more of your standard, like, bar trivia, where it's just, here's the question, and you've, you've got four answers, pick quickly, and then uh, it was a series of them. It was more like, I try to get uh, three questions together uh, in a row. And uh, then he, Joel said, well, no, there's the... I was thinking, we, we've we got this library of, of game covers that are in from just adding all the games into the system for people to review. So I was thinking we could just display the game covers make those the answers and uh and then have those disappear or tumble down or something as uh each second goes by and the goal is to uh pick quickly so uh so yeah i went back to it and started coding that up and and uh yeah i got basically what you see today i was able to just use uh I used some uh, just a couple of images as a proof of concept. Uh, I was, you know, the first one I had there was which one of these characters is Steve from Minecraft, and it was Steve and a whole bunch of just something else. So basic stuff, but yeah, I, I sent it to him and we. Uh, we kind of changed the rules a little bit just as uh, it just kind of formed organically. Uh, we're like, oh, well, maybe it'd be better to combine the score and the time, and then maybe we should uh, have them disappear instead of tumble down, and, you know, played around with the different uh, JavaScript things that you could do with it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my, even my wife got in on the process. She's, like, coming up, she, she has a psychology background, so she knows what uh, gets people addicted to games, which is great and terrible, but uh <laughs> She said it's, it, it's all about like mixing things up, doing intermittent rewarding, and uh, having you know some uh, easy questions one day, hard questions the next day, making people want to come back for more. And I bought some, some other ideas off of Joel and we uh, you know we, we, we incorporated some in and threw some out. Yeah, that was how it came together and then i sent the code to joel and he uh kind of frankensteined it he had to change the the language to uh make it match the rest of channel three and uh, and we launched it from there so uh yeah but it, it's it's been a lot of fun i love putting in the questions and we do have some changes coming uh, season three uh, yeah we, we, we
0: we've seen some uh we've seen some things in the works
2: some things in the pipeline i don't want to give away too many details right now i've i've mentioned a few things in discord but uh right now all the questions are pick the game that matches the question here and soon it's going to be a little different style of what what things you can pick and what kind of questions you'll see so i'm excited for it
0: hey i gotta tell you you're only two ratings off from taking over the number one spot you've got the you've got the perfect 5.0 but inside only has two more ratings than you
2: oh man the pressure now 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 that the people hear that i i don't know if that's going to be a good or bad thing but i absolutely was aware of that
0: <laughs> we, we just have to watch out for the enemy of the podcast the one-star warrior make sure we keep him away
2: as though yeah, he hasn't found his way yet it's a trivia <laughs> yeah hopefully he doesn't uh yeah strike again with that or he really likes it we'll see
0: all right Jube, let's move into the future here let <laughs> funny i should say that because uh the the game sea of stars is what you have listed which i will say was recently delayed into 2023 but i chuckle as i refer to it as a future game because my god if you look at this thing you know we went through the square enix conversations in the snes era and you know there are games like tunic that came out this year that i'm like oh look they just they ran the play with legend of zelda linked to the past but if you look at the shots and gameplay of sea of stars oh they they pulled the playbook out from square enix from the snes era and just ran it.
2: Exactly. Yep. No surprise there. I let off with Chrono Trigger and I picked Sea of Stars, which is looks so heavily inspired there by Chrono Trigger. And it's very intentional. I mean, you, you look at the, uh, the world map, clips they showed of walking around and uh, the different battles. They're like that same sort of style. But also, uh, if you watch the trailer, you'll see... Guest composer Yasunori Mitsuda, who was also the Chrono Trigger composer, who also composed for Xenoblade Chronicles, so there we go, full circle. And uh, yeah, I I think there's been a lot of games that tried to recapture that Chrono Trigger magic in the past, and some have been, you know, okay, some have kind of gotten there, but this one stood out to me. I feel like this one has a really good chance to, to do that, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've not read off the descriptions of any other games through the course of this conversation, but I will read this one off just to say, oh yeah, they've they've got it. Cause it says, uh, "Sea of Stars" is a turn-based RPG inspired by the classics. It tells the story of two children of the solstice who will combine powers of the sun and moon to perform eclipse magic, the only force capable of fending off the monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the Fleshmancer. Yep, nope, that's uh, they they got it. I feel like I'm in 1994 again. Let's do this. <laughs> (laughs)
2: Exactly. Yep, I'm going to go right back to Toys R Us and uh, put in my pre-order
0: now, right? I can do that, right? Yeah, my my, my local Toys R Us is becoming a furniture store as we speak, so good luck with that.
2: Yeah, mine's storage, I think. Something like that.
0: All right, Jube. one of the things we do through the course of the podcast is we pull up a quest, a question from the history of Channel 3, and ask you to discuss your thoughts on it. And the quest that we have picked for you today, what is the hardest game you've ever played?
2: On the one hand, I've played a lot of Mario Kart against BASIC, and my record shows that it's, uh, <laughs> that it's pretty hard. I'm, I'm somewhere in the, the realm of 50 and 400 against BASIC, and, uh, so, so there's that. But as far as single-player games go... There's a lot out there. I, I'm sure I answered this one, and I'm going to say Super Meat Boy.
0: That was your. That, that was one. in fact your answer. Oh, hey. So, ta- so tell uh, me about yeah. that. What's going on there?
2: Yeah, so this game just seemed like it was, it was built to punish people. It, it starts out nice and easy. It's just uh, pretty simple platforming. You play as Meat Boy, and you have to rescue Bandage Girl, I believe was her name. You run and jump, and you avoid obstacles if you get hit once, right back to the beginning of the level it does very quickly let you start again and that uh so that that loop is really good Where you know it doesn't feel like oh i just wasted so much time you, you can just keep going and going and going and you just die hundreds of times it's it starts out innocent enough it's uh it's all right to get through the first world and then the second world brings the hurt you just it's doable but there was a lot more dying that went on during that and I don't even know how many worlds there are because I think I got to the third, and I was just like that. That's it. I can't. I uh, yep. I I played. I started playing it about once a month at that point. I rage quit after half an hour, and then okay, that's it. I'm. I'm I'll see it again in a month, maybe. But yeah, but it it was fun. I, it, it's good to get a challenging game once in a while uh, into the rotation. I, I enjoy doing that just to you know sharpen my skills and uh, keep me humble a
1: bit. Final question. The Question we ask everybody who comes on the podcast is what has been your favorite feature on channel three so far, please feel free to say trivia if he wants because it's i mean i i I play it every day i'll say i'll say that
2: i i do love trivia i love the mini games i i think uh that's an easy answer for me like i i love playing all three of them and it's it's a ton of fun but but really i I also want to call out just the community vibes that are in channel three everybody's really supportive you know i've noticed that somebody will just like post a link to a charity and then people will just jump right on it. You'll see donations right down down the list. Or somebody starts streaming and, you know, they'll go from one viewer up to 12 real quickly. Just people, uh, you know, Calling them out, and saying go go follow these people, and you know giving game suggestions and hitting the like button, whatever, and and saying, whoa, yeah, that that clip you just shared, that was an amazing play. Like I I'll go try that deck in Marvel Snap, and yeah, it's really fun to come back each day and check out all the posts.
1: Of course, we have to have the shout-out for Marvel Snap. The uh the current the current is the game of Channel Three right now. It has to. Be. Yeah, I was, I, mean, I was trying to I'll, figure I'm out some.
0: trying to figure out some joke to call it. it gets snapped and uh, come over to, to get snap. Ray and I doing our podcast about. Uh, marvel snap going forward
2: please invite me as a guest to get snap uh, that <laughs> that game has taken over my life I, I barely nearly made the list for this but yeah
1: <laughs> great and with that we've made it to the end of another podcast our guest again c3.gg slash jube thanks for coming here you can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast they drop every wednesday morning at 3 33 a.m eastern on all the major platforms including spotify google podcasts and apple podcasts i am l ray dan tucker runs the show jube was our guest today have a good day everybody Ray, I think we have to Thank
0: just start you. saying that executive produced by Joel Willis is going to come after us or something. He, he needs we got we got to give
1: him a, an EP credit here or something. <laughs> Allow, allowed allowed to <laughs> exist
0: ha, has not issued us a cease and desist <laughs> order hasn't yet.
2: Stopped, hasn't stopped us yet. <laughs> his late his, his lawyer Gannon Slayer is coming after
0: you. Sure. <laughs> Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three? A Channel Three podcast where we take a member. Uh, This is, what, this is what happens what happens we go back to back. all right we're good. we're good. I need I need all right ready.